This episode is brought to you by the Witty and Gritty 5-Minute Mini Journal. It's centered around Ephesians 6, 10-18, known as the Armor of God. Once you download this freebie, over the next 7 days, take a few minutes each day and dive into what the Armor of God is and why it's important to Christians in their daily walk. You can find this at wittyandgritty.blog. We'll link it in the show notes. Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. This is episode 99 of our Dream Big mini-series featuring One Legacy Group. Yes, so tune into this week's episode to hear all about how these three amazing ladies made the jump to a new career and learn about, you know, how they overcame and worked through the fear, set goals, and achieved big things. Right, so today we've interviewed Leah, Liddy, and Caitlin of One Legacy Group. Enjoy! Okay, so today on the show, we have three lovely ladies from One Legacy Group. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, guys. Thank you so much for having us. So we're (laughs) going to kick things off. How did you, so Leah and I, we went to school together all the way up. And then in college, we went to two different places where you met some lovely people. So why don't you tell us how you three became friends, how you got to know each other? Sure. Um, so Lydia and I met in college through mutual friends and, um, hit it off, became really good friends, were roommates for a while and just stayed friends. And she went and did some stuff in California for a while. Then she came back to Texas and was thinking about, uh, she was going to get her license. And so I was already in the business and I was like, well, Hey, you should work with us because that would just be amazing. And she did. And the rest is history for that. And then um, Caitlin, I met through a mutual friend as well at actually a marketing event for our real estate group. She was invited as uh, another agent's guest. And our mutual friend was like, hey, I think you and Caitlin would have really hit it off. Y'all should connect. So we went to dinner one night with us and our husbands and we got kicked out of the restaurant because we stayed until they closed. And so (laughs) (laughs) that's how you know it's done when you shut it down. I love it. I think you were hoping for more of a story, like you got kicked out for sure, sure. Like, you know, did you get in a bar? <laughs> that came later. <laughs> <laughs> different episode, different episode. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So we are in the middle of our mini series of Dream Big by Bob Goff. So it's all about knowing what you want and what you're going to do about it and how you're going to get there. So it's not like y'all woke up from one day and realized, oh, I'm going to be a a realtor and that's the thing that I'm going to do and it's going to be awesome like did you um let's start from the beginning so where did that interest in real estate even come from and then how did that passion lead to having your own company let's start with um Liddy 
Okay. So um, real estate for me kind of goes back a long way. So my dad has been in real estate for like 42 years. Um, he's been in all aspects of real estate from home building um, to commercial real estate to land development. Um, and now he is a broker. Um, so he is a broker this is crazy, but in 48 states, uh, which is insane. So um, real estate, and my mom was in real estate for a while as well. Um, so it's kind of run in my family for a long time, just something that I've always had interest in. And um, like Leah mentioned, when I was living in California, I had gotten my real estate license. And when I decided to move back to Texas, I joined um, Leah and the team that she was currently with. Um, at that time. And I think after a couple of years, um, we've been talking about it for a little while. Um, and it just kind of came to a point when we just kind of knew it was the right time to make a jump. Um, and of course, it was scary. We had talked about it a lot. And, you know, it's when you kind of jump out of the nest, you're always, you know, you're just timid at first. And so it took us a lot of back and forth for a while, just making sure it was the right decision. Um, and then, when we brought, you know, Caitlin into it and asked her, her thoughts, it just, everything just kind of like fit together. And we prayed a lot about it and it just, it just kind of was the perfect next step for us. So Caitlin, when did you first get that inkling? Like I need to get with these girls more like something, this feels like a good connection. Like what were those thoughts running in your head that maybe this is a thing you could pursue? Well, we met at the Mania Petty marketing event that they had and went to dinner with the Douthats, like we talked about. And then um, for me, real estate was something I never thought I would do. Honestly, I was sitting in church listening to a sermon about letting God interrupt you and felt like God kind of tapped me on the shoulder and was like, hey, get your real estate license. And I was like, what? Um, and so my husband and I went to brunch after and I said, Hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking. And he was like, I've been telling you this for years. And I was like, I don't know where this came from. I swear. I've never heard you say that to me. Like <laughs> it just was kind of a weird thing. Um, but we called Leah and Andrew up and went to dinner with them that night. And I said, do you think I would be good at this? I feel like God is calling me to do this. And she was like, yeah, I think you'd be amazing at it. And you'll let us interview you for our team. Right. And I was like, well, sure. I would love that. And so from there, started to really get to know Liddy better. Um, and then the three of us couples went on a trip to Colorado. And that was really the first time that our families had all hung out together and just hit it off. And so I remember on that trip, my husband, Troy, joking about, y'all should start your own thing. And we were all like, no, I mean, like maybe one day. And then a couple of months later, God just kind of opened the door for that to start really becoming a consideration and we never looked back it just felt like that was exactly what he was calling us to do that's awesome and then Leah you started out as a teacher right yes so I taught um fourth grade and fifth grade for three years and crazy my first graduate my first kiddo that I taught graduated high school I believe three years ago now so they're all like grown-ups and it's crazy. They babysit so my kids. <laughs> yeah, one of my former students babysits what mm -hmm. kiddos. Um, but yeah, so I was a teacher first and I, I really loved so much about that, um, but I just didn't quite feel like it was where I was supposed to stay for long term. 
Um, and so one of my students' dads was volunteering at the school one day and he was in real estate. And um, that was my previous team leader. Um, he recruited me, taught me everything that he knew. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am today. So grateful for their family and everything they did for us. Um, but that kind of sparked an interest in me just hearing him talk about it. And so I got my license between school years um, one summer and did some part-time work during the school year for the team. And then I kind of started getting my own clients and I was like, Ooh, what? I like this. And then I had closing start to line up toward the end of the school year and just tons of prayer and, and talked to many people about it and got advice. And we decided that I was going to make the jump and give my notice at school. And it was so terrifying. Um, I still remember like the fear that I had, but it was such a grow, a growing experience for me. Um, I had to rely on the Lord because in real estate, there's no salary. It's all commission and you cannot control who wants to work with you and how the transaction goes. So it was, and it's always a growth experience because you have no control. Don't you hate how we don't have control over everything? Yes. <laughs> well, I, Caitlin, yes. I know Caitlin really hates it. Uh, yes, I do. He's our one. He's our uh, one on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I love it. So you guys have all kind of started talking about this one already, but making that leap of faith. Um, I love that none of y'all have sugarcoated that it was easy by any means. Um, what do you think helped you through that? Or was it like in the future looking back, like what would you give as advice to someone that's maybe about to make that leap of faith, but they keep saying maybe next month, maybe next year, maybe waiting for it to get easy. What would you encourage or advise for them to just take the leap? I kind of say you just have to do it. I think if it's a thought in your mind, um, honestly, the best advice is just to take that leap of faith and kind of see where it goes. Um, because you'll never get to do it unless you try it, if that makes sense. And I think, I think it made it a little bit easier for us because we were going in it together and kind of had support and we could support each other and talk, you know, kind of through it with each other about, what we were nervous about, our struggles. And so I think we had a little bit of an easier transition because we were kind of holding hands through it and saying, we're in this together, whether we, you know, succeed and, um, you know, we were okay with, with either one. But I kind of think for anyone, you know, that wants to take a jump, you kind of just have to rip the bandaid off and, and do it or you'll never know. And it is super scary, but it's also so rewarding. I would agree. I would say that community would be a good mm -hmm. answer for that. Mm -hmm. Like Libby said, it was super scary and we were pretty lucky because we were doing it all three together and our families were yeah. doing it all together. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of had the built-in support. Yeah. Our husbands were huge, uh, kind of a huge part of it as well. They were just big supporters of us and of our dreams and our goals and they're really good friends. And so it, it just kind of was like one big family doing it together. Um, so I think like Leah said, having a good community around you makes it 10 times easier. 
I love that y'all also specifically mentioned prayer throughout the whole thing. Um, Kaylin, you were talking with your spouse and he was speaking life into you like, hey, hello, this is what I said you'd be good at. So let's go. <laughs> it's really cool how yeah. you've had community, not just like people in the trenches with you, but you have a spouse who's supporting you, getting your back and speaking life into you. And then you also have the prayer life going on. So I think that, of course, has definitely helped. Absolutely. Um, when you started coming up with this idea and direction, did you have any, um, and you don't have to name names, but we'll, what, <laughs> friends that meant well or family members that meant well, but were kind of like, are you sure? Um, and then of course, were there any other supporters if you just kind of want to talk about how the people in your life reacted and if that swayed y'all or had an impact on your decision? I would say I remember in particular when we met with the attorney that was helping us create our business structure because it's so unique in that we partner together on everything. So most realtors work on their own or on a team, but not as one. So like the three of us made the decision that we would share everything that came in and everything that went out equally. And that was a scary decision, especially for the other two girls, because I was in my first year, Liddy, what were you in your third, maybe? And Leah was in her fifth, something like that. And I remember the attorney saying, are you sure you want to do this? No one does this because it's really hard to agree on things. And we were like, nope, yep, we're good. Like we've prayed about it. Our families have prayed about it. We just know that if anything comes up, that's an issue, we'll be willing to talk through it and just love and support each other. And I can honestly say these two girls are like sisters to me. I don't have a sister. I always wished I did. And I feel like they're so good at just showing grace. Um, our families are good at just doing life together. And whether that's a good day or a hard day, we just rally around and try to love on each other and the people that God has put in our path to serve. And it's been the best experience I've ever had. That makes my heart so happy. <laughs> I like it. It's like built-in best friends when you get to work with your best friend. It's pretty. Totally. Yeah, so. And our husbands all love each other too, which is an added bonus. <laughs> yes. Agreed. And y'all are all kind of aligned, which I love. And that takes into account for different seasons. Like if you all had babies, maybe perhaps at the same <laughs> In the same month, in the same year. Talk about that for a minute. Just <laughs> it, it's so so funny to me looking back now, like over the past few years. Which side note, today is actually our anniversary of One Legacy. It is it's our third anniversary. So this is kind of fun. It's on the same day. Um, but all of our journeys to try to grow our families were so different like all three of us had very different experiences and it didn't come easy for any of us honestly and of course we know that our timing is not the timing that we get to choose the timing is the Lord's and looking back now and seeing why things didn't work out when I was hoping they would and seeing how they did work out it's fun to see now that we wouldn't have had the experiences that we've had so far and will have if it hadn't been this timing that the Lord had for us. So it's, it was crazy because we were all huge and super pregnant and very busy going <laughs> and driving all over the place. But the Lord was so kind to us because none of us were, we, none of us got sick the entire time. 
we had easy, pretty much easy pregnancies the whole time. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, healthy deliveries. And I mean, I just, I think about that all the time. We're just so fortunate that the Lord chose that for us. And it's been fun. I'm sure it'll be fun and crazy going on from here. I just appreciate you got, you know, you sharing that and that it wasn't necessarily easy um, because I think sometimes it's easy for people on the outside to see someone be so successful and say, well, it's easy for them. They're not going through my similar struggles. And so I just appreciate you having that vulnerability and sharing that with our audience. Yeah. And there, we do have several listeners who have done IVF or have had miscarriages or have gone through the whole process of everything. So it's really cool that you were vulnerable and speaking about that. So I really appreciate that. Uh, I love how you talked about God's timing and all of that. And I know it's hard to, for me, it's frustrating when you're like, but I think I have a really good idea. And God's like, you know, great job. <laughs> you worked real hard on that idea, but I have a better one. Take back seat, please. Yeah, in elementary school, we say, thanks for sharing. And <laughs> so what were your goals in the beginning? So y'all went through the process. You talked to the attorney, decided to come to y'all's agreement on how everything's going to dish out. So what were your goals in the beginning? Like, what did you even do? Did you have a vision board? Did you have a business plan? What Walk us through that a little bit because we have a lot of people who have a lot of ideas and don't know where to start. So they're just like reaching out. So what did you guys do at the beginning? Yeah, we had uh, we had quite a few planning sessions before we even took a step forward. So we actually did have uh, vision boarding sessions. Um, we had a lot of meetings where we just bring like a big notepad and we'd write out, you know, how we wanted to structure our business and ideas um, and kind of all that. And we kind of took bits and pieces from our old experience on our team, um, what worked well, what we liked, what we didn't like, um, what we really wanted to focus our business on. Um, And one thing that kind of helped us make the jump was that one thing that was really important to us was giving back to a nonprofit. Um, And it was just something that all three of us had brought up at a different time. And we knew that that was something that was going to be important in our business. Um, So that was kind of, I would say, um, definitely a focal point of a lot of kind of planning and talking and um, how we wanted to structure our business and giving and whatnot. And it was just really, it was just really fun to see that it's a passion um, of just kind of all of ours. Um, so it was, that's a fun kind of unique thing about our team, I would say. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a lot of, of planning, a lot of structuring, a lot of meetings, um, a lot of just kind of figuring out how the numbers would work, um, production wise, like what we needed to do every month, um, how to keep our pipelines full and that sort of thing. But, um, I would say all of us kind of have different strengths on our team, which is really good. Um, Caitlin is very um, organized and good with like, um, what would you say? What's like all the details, um, all the details. So, you know, she makes little checklists out for us and just kind of helps on that. And Leah has, you know, the teaching experience. So she's great at like, the teaching and the coaching and like helping walk us through things. Um, so it's just kind of fun because everyone has a different strength on our team. Um, and so planning sessions were always like Caitlin would do something, Leah would do something, I would do something. And that's kind of how our team is now. Everyone kind of has 
their own tasks and strengths and it just kind of works well. I love that. It's like with your powers combined, you created Captain Planet. Did you have specific strategies going into goal setting? Like you mentioned, I'm bringing this to the table. Leah's bringing this. Caitlin's bringing this. Because sometimes um, like Starbucks dates to plan can end up just staying in that dream Uh state, but not actually like moving forward. So um, what, again, advice do you have to actually like this goal? Is that too small of a goal? Is it a big enough goal? Mm -hmm. That kind of I think one of the biggest things, no matter what your personality type is, just taking action, right? And so I learned something a long time ago that I feel like always helps me when I feel stuck. And it's just to break down a task to something that will take you two minutes or less to do. And so every time that we would have one of those planning sessions, we would kind of recap and say, okay, what are our next action steps? And then we would each take those away and for me personally, I would just break it down into, okay, what's the next small thing that I can do that will get me toward that goal, if that makes sense. Um, But I'm super passionate about goals and checklists. Like the girls said, Um, we, for our business, use something called the 12-week year. If you haven't heard of it, it's a great planning tool, in my opinion, because it kind of takes the idea that if you plan for a whole year, that's super overwhelming. And so a lot of people tend to undershoot what they could do or maybe overshoot what they could do. And so instead we kind of focus on quarters and turn that into a year, if you will, where like every day is a week. And so it really forces us to focus on the things that will move our business forward versus the small day-to-day things that pop up. Because if you only focus on those, you're never going to move forward on those important strategic things. Genius. Um, Side note, have you read Atomic Habits? Yes. So good. Perfect. So that's the actual, that's the next book we're going to do. And there's an exercise where he talks about breaking it down to what the two minute thing you can do. So I love that. (laughs) You're the perfect segue into our next book. We interviewed you guys. (laughs) I love that. I love how you in teacher world that's manageable chunks because a year is overwhelming. Sometimes I'll get um, a journal and it's like a year long journal. Mean, that's a really big commitment yeah, to one book. For sure. So I love that it you guys break it down into manageable chunks because then, like you were saying, Caitlin, you don't get caught up in those little bitty tasks that don't move the needle. Mm-hmm. That's not going to help us in the big scheme of things so we can drop it or outsource it somehow. Definitely. Some of our listeners, again, they have these big dreams. They're trying to move that direction. And instead of being frustrated in their current circumstances, we've encouraged them to, you know, acquire really good skills, make really good connections where they are now because they can serve them in the future. Um, Was that true for any of you guys? Were there skills that you acquired or connections you made prior to becoming realtors that, you know, you feel have paid off in your current position? I think teaching in school, like, really prepared me well for this job. Um, You know, the day-to-day, you know, just explaining and and coaching and illustrating all of that thing, all of those things you do every day as a teacher, we're doing a lot of similar things with clients because clients don't do this every day. They don't buy and sell houses every day. They don't see the paperwork, the contracts. So, I, I think for me, it helps me explain and teach and encourage and facilitate 
how, how to make a good decision or what happens next, going into a really intimidating process. Let me break it down for you really simply so you feel good and secure about your about what's coming next in your decision. So I think that really helped me. And then also I got to know the families of the kids that I taught so well. And I was so fortunate to be able to help a lot of them with selling and buying too. And so that was just really fulfilling and, and made my job really fun. And I would say definitely um, to touch on, you said, you know, connections or people you knew before, real estate is all about connections and relationships and cultivating those relationships. Um, luckily, we all are such people people. And so it's, it's so fun to be able to do that. It, it, it almost like gives you an excuse to keep in touch with people that you may not typically keep in touch with, but it's just, it's so fun to be able to stay in touch with people and just kind of check in on them and see how they're doing. Um, but yes, uh, I would say real estate is all about just connections and relationships um, and just loving on people, which is one of our favorite parts of the job for sure. For me, I feel like everything that I was doing before just kind of culminated in the skills that I would need for this. And so there were a lot of times in the things I was doing previously where I'd feel frustrated or stuck and think, why am I here? But I really feel like the Lord was using those times to prepare me for this. It's not ever anything I thought I would be doing, but I love it and couldn't imagine doing anything else now that I'm here. So I'm super grateful. I love it. Okay. So we know it's not all rainbows and butterflies. So there's three of y'all, which means three different opinions. So whenever you have a challenge or you have a disagreement, uh, like as the third person, the tiebreaker, what do y'all do as far as like conflict, making the tough decisions, um, dying to self so that it's better for the group? How do y'all go through that process? Well, I think you just said it. <laughs> you, have to <laughs> you have to die to self <laughs> for the better betterment of the group. And um, luckily we're all very similarly minded, like we're very like-minded in most things. While we are all different um, personality types, like on the Enneagram especially, we're all different numbers, but at the same time, we have similar stances on most things in life, including our business. And so that's fortunately made a lot of the tough decisions pretty easy, but not every single thing we agree on 100%. And we just have discussions and we try to just be fair and listen to each other. And if something bothers one of us, we just vocalize it and try to be mature adults about it. <laughs> you know, I love it. I love that. Thank you for your honesty. Cause sometimes people are struggling, even if it's just a spouse or a best friend, they don't know how to have those conversations. Like if something were bothering Farron so much to where she needed to say something. She's a nine. So I'm like, oh, if Farron's saying something, I need to listen and then do that because she, she's a pretty good gauge on what I need to do. So I like how your numbers all complement each other. So for the record, for the podcast, what are y'all's Enneagram numbers? I am not a specialist on Enneagrams. I think Leah would know better than me. I've only done, um, we do this thing called, uh, well, it's like a kind of like a supper club women's networking group. And we had this lady who teaches Enneagrams come. And that literally is the only experience I've ever had with Enneagrams. And I don't even remember what I was. Um, but I know Leah and Caitlin don't y'all know them. Leah knows them well. Caitlin, are you, do you know them really well? 
I mean, I don't know them well. I've just had every person pretty much I've ever met say, oh, you're definitely a one. So clearly I'm a one. <laughs> so Liddy is a seven with an eight wing. This is what I think. And I don't even know. Caitlin is a one, one wing two. And I'm still trying to figure myself out, to be honest. So I think I'm a four wing three. That's my latest my latest number yeah. so okay. I'll let you know yeah. yeah let's normalize not knowing everything I love that people listening episodes 11 through 17 and episodes 65 through 78 can help you find your number yes if you're interested we've done it that's what got actually that's what got me started on the Enneagram <laughs> stuff is y'all first uh study on that it got me so interested so there's a lot of, y'all aren't the only real estate people out there. So do you guys struggle with, oh, well, this company's doing better than us. Do you guys compare to see like where you fall amongst your peers? And is that more of a trap for you guys or more of just, hey, what are they doing? That's working. Let's try to do that. We are super competitive. <laughs> um, so yes, I would say, uh, we definitely always want to be the best, whether the, you know, whether we are or not, I would say if we're not, it's motivating to us to be better. Um, but I think I could speak for all three of us to say we are super competitive and we strive for excellence and we strive. I want to say for perfection, because I think all of us have a little bit of perfectionist in us, um, if, you know, something goes wrong in a transaction or a client has a bad experiences out of our control, it takes like some therapy from each other to like move on, from it. <laughs> which is one of the good parts about having teammates is because real estate is a very emotional business. It's very up and down. There's a lot of things that are out of our control. Um, and so it's, it's great to have teammates to, to just kind of vent to and to be your um, therapist when you need it. Um, but yeah, I would say we, um, we're always trying to be better and always trying to, I don't want to say beat our competition because like you said, there are so many realtors out there and there is, there's a lot of business for everyone. Um, but yeah, if we, you know, don't win a listing or something like that, we do take it very personal. Um, and we kind of, we're always, you know, what, what could we have done better? Or, you know, how did we mess up? Or, um, I mean, it's, yeah. So I would definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, my competitiveness gets the best of me sometimes, but at the end of the day, we always remind each other that we pray that the Lord would bring us the clients we're supposed to work with for that year. And we trust that it'll be enough to meet what we need financially. Um, and <laughs> y'all have to remind me that very often because I do want to be the best. There is plenty of business for everyone, but I want most of it. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> and I want to win every listing and I want to help every single buyer get a home. And I want to work with everyone out there. But at the same time, I have to remind myself, stay grounded. God knows who we're going to work with. And he's already seen how this year is going to turn out. So that helps balance me out. Personally. I like that unwavering faith because you can always fall back on that foundation of 
okay, I know the verse. If God can feed the birds, he's going to feed you. I get it. But yes, competitive, it definitely takes over. So that really resonates for me. I'm so glad you said that out loud. I'm not the only one. Definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I like too how you said that when you see what others do, or if you know you lose to another firm, that you look at yourself, what could I have done better? How can I improve instead of like, oh, look how they're just so much more awesome or, or whatever. So I like that you're pivoting and saying, how can I grow from this? How can we improve instead of wallowing in the misery? So how do you guys, it's the whole work-life balance question. How do you do it all? How do you juggle faith, family, your business? So do you have any life hacks? We had Jill McDill on in episode 49 talk about how like sometimes it's just a blend and your family comes with you to the thing you like. So are there those moments where like right now are you feeding your baby or are you muted in an interview because there's a kid that needs a snack? Like, how does that work for you in your lives right now? <laughs> Liddy, do you want to speak to that? Because you've had kiddos the longest. Um, daycare. <laughs> um, just to be totally honest, my kids are in daycare full time. Uh, both of them are there most of the day, every day. Um, and it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely hard. Uh, I would say both just emotionally and physically. I mean, it's, you know, being a full-time working mom is definitely tough at times when you're like, I just want to, you know, spend time with my kids or be a stay-at-home mom or, you know, whatnot. We all struggle with that at some point or another. Um, but, it's just the reality of the business that we're in. Um, and if we want to be successful, you know, it's, it is a full-time job. Uh, I think a lot of people think that real estate can be part-time and it re it to be successful in real estate or to, I guess to, to be where we want to be in real estate, it's, it's very full-time and sometimes more than full-time and it's definitely a hard balance. Um, and I would say the jump from one to two kids has been very challenging. Um, I would, one kid was a lot easier to balance because, you know, my husband could take her somewhere. I could bring her with, with two kids. It's like a totally different story. Um, it's like all hands on deck at all times. Um, and it's always chaos. If <laughs> someone's not crying, the other one's crying. Um, if Maybe I'm kids, crying. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. If they're not crying, then I'm probably crying or my husband's crying or someone's crying. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a balance for sure. And it's, it's just taken some time to kind of figure out uh, a good balance. And I think um, one thing that we were not good at that we're getting better at is a work, a healthy work life balance. We used to work, I mean, every night, every weekend. And it, the thing that's hard, and I think the other girls can understand this a little bit more now having kids. Um, for a long time, I was the only one with a kid. And so um, I think they are now understanding or like starting to just kind of get the, the work life, the mom life, the wife life balance, if that makes sense. Um, but we used to be really not great at work-life balance. Um, and I think we, we started having conversations about it last year about just being a little more healthy with that and just giving each other time off. And we started rotating weekends off, um, especially in the summers when things are crazy so that you can just have a weekend to turn your phone off and 
be, and the thing with us too, is all of our husbands work during the week. So the weekends are the only time that we get to see them. And like, for me, my kids are in daycare all day. So like the evenings are the only times I get to see them. The weekends are the only times that I get to see them. So it's, I mean, it's definitely been challenging for sure, but I think we figure it out a little more each day for sure. I also like how y'all mentioned throughout every question, pretty much we've asked y'all always tie it back to faith, whether it's relying on God's truths or praying about it or seeking wise counsel or being in a healthy community who can speak life into you. I love how you're tying all of that back in. And I think that's why y'all are so successful because he's been at the core of everything. Um, so how do you continue to grow and find that inspiration? So on the rough days, like you were talking about, um, all of y'all have mentioned, it's not, it's not always pretty. So on those rough days, um, what else do you do besides rely on God? Is there a thing like your go-to, this is my de-stressor or my me time or relax? Is there something that you personally do that helps pour life back into you? I would say for me, it usually involves a charcuterie board and these two and probably our husbands and kids. <laughs> it just is really helpful to be able to just talk through the things that are happening. And whenever one of us is having something that's really tough, usually at least one or maybe the other two aren't having as big of a struggle. And so we can really just like encourage and speak life into one another. But that probably for me outside of having my daily quiet time and getting to talk things through with my husband, if I'm not talking it through with him, I'm talking it through with them. I would say in addition to what Caitlin said, um, my, my de-stress time is when I get my nails done. I know it sounds really booty, but I can't look at my phone because my hands are busy. And so it just helps me check out for a little bit and relax. Now also walking my baby. That's my other account. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say mine is walks. I, I, love just like walking and I'll put worship music on and literally just have, I call them prayer walks. I'll literally just like walk around my neighborhood, have music in, not, I put my phone on silent so I can't hear text messages or anything. And I'll just take like 30, 45 minutes and just like walk and listen to music. And it's so calming for me. I love it. Y'all have mentioned several things. You've mentioned prayer, writing stuff down, worship music, walking, uh, being in healthy community, like the list goes on. So listeners, you're going to have to go back and listen to this 17 times to hear all of the great takeaways, because there are so many ideas in here that you can find at least one. Yeah. And don't forget, Leah says being still, which in get mm -hmm. out of your head, it talked about, you know, be still and know mm -hmm. God's there. So when she gets her nails done, she's just praise still. The Lord <laughs> wants me to get my nails done. The Lord is at the front, <laughs> ladies. Some, something else I also love that y'all mentioned towards the beginning of the episode, but now let's take some time to address it. When y'all were making your core foundation on who you wanted to represent, what did, what did you want to be like? When someone said one legacy group, you guys were other centered. So I think that is really important. It's not all about like, what's my paycheck? It's no, who can we serve? So talk to us a little bit about what nonprofit y'all chose and how does that look and where can people see the fruits of the labor? So I think it was 2015 when I got introduced to the Green Door Project and they are uh, through Children's Relief International and they build homes for 
people in, um, usually it's widows, orphans, people who are um, in those kind of situations in Mozambique and Haiti is where they've been building the last few years. And in 2015, when I heard about that, it, the Lord just put it on my heart and I just knew, or my dog is in the background uh, walking around. The Lord just put it on my heart and I knew that that was going to be something that was going to be a pillar of my business at some point. And where I was at that time, it wasn't really something that the entire team I was with then could do with the way that things were structured then. It's not that they didn't want to do that, but it didn't work out. So when I saw a vivid memory of when we sat down, when Lydia Kitlin and I sat down at the nest in Frisco to have just one of our million cleaning sessions, um, that was the first thing that that I wanted to make known is that I want our business to give back um, from the commissions that we make. And this is the one that I want to start with. And so we, every quarter, we take a, a, a percentage of our commission and send it to the nonprofit. Um, and it was so, so sweet because the organization will go over to do dedications to the families when the homes are completed. And they send us pictures and letters of the families who are getting these homes. And it, it just made it very tangible and um, rewarding and, you know, just put joy into the everyday tasks that we had to do. Um, and then since then, we've branched out to support some others. And I'll let y'all speak to the others that we've been able to donate to. One of the other ones that we love is Bell and Sparrows. So it's a by women for women organization. Um, and they're a nonprofit that they help women um, a couple different ways. Women that are getting out of the prison system, um, they help them kind of get back on their feet. Um, women recovering from drug addiction. Um, and so it's kind of a way for them to just have a place of faith to go in between seasons for them. Um, and I've had the joy of um, just serving with them multiple times and it's they're just the the way that they change these women's lives is simply amazing um and so it was something that was near and dear to our heart that we just wanted to um we wanted to be able to um give back to them financially as well the third nonprofit that we have supported is called his house it's here in north texas and it's one of our clients that started it up they're really passionate about helping young men who are aging out of the foster care system and have nowhere to go. So they, their dream is to have multiple homes across North Texas where these young men can come and live and learn life skills and be able to successfully transition into adulthood with support instead of just kind of being pushed out into the world on their own. And so we were super excited to get to partner with them. And I think one of the neatest things for me is that we wanted to be able to support nonprofits who are doing things here locally and around the world. And I don't know about you guys, but I didn't think it would happen as quickly as it has. So for us to be able to support multiple nonprofits and feel like we're able to help make an actual difference for them is just such a gift. And we're so grateful that we have our clients who allow us and help us make those legacies better for these families beyond just building their own family's legacy. I love that. So also Bob Goff in his book talks about because someone took a genuine interest in something, that person is able to go and do the thing. So because you guys are taking genuine interest in these three groups, those three groups can go, 
and it's ripple affecting. So it's just really cool to see how you guys are actually doing it. And it's one of your former clients on one of them too. So full circle there, I love that. All right, I'm gonna wrap us up with one last question. Um, so again, the idea is dream big. You guys are living out all of the principles in the book and then some. Um, if you could go back and tell either your past self or somebody that's again on the edge of making that leap, what any advice or takeaways that you wanna share that maybe we didn't have a question that set you up with, any closing thoughts? I would just say my biggest advice would just be to pray about it. And once you have peace, just listen to that and take the leap of faith. Because I think whether it works out or not, I think just being able to fulfill that dream and desire of wanting to do it is fulfilling enough. And um, I think it's just so, it's so rewarding and so satisfying to be able to, to make that leap of faith. And I don't, I would say, I don't think you'll regret it if you do it. I don't know that there's anything I could have said to myself uh, to make me feel less, um, I don't know, fear back then. And when I say fear, I, it wasn't necessarily crippling fear. It was kind of like the butterflies in your stomach. Like, I know I have to do this because I can feel the push and the nudge from the Lord. And my, like you said, my community, my everyone I've tried to seek counsel from has encouraged me to do it. But you still have the fear. And I think the fear is what helped me have a drive and helped me be successful quickly from the very beginning. So I don't know if I really would say, hey, don't worry, it's going to be fine, because the fear really helped me get that push that I needed. But I think um, just allowing the, the fear to grow you and grow you closer to the Lord because you have to rely on him um, is what really helped me. And so I don't think I don't think I would change that at this point or say anything to myself to make me not worry. <laughs> I love it. Jump scared. You got to. There's two ways to get into the pool. You just gotta jump. <laughs> I take the steps. Of course you do. <laughs> well, uh, that wraps up the episode. We are so thankful for you guys to come on the show. It was amazing. Yes, I can't wait for them to not only hear your story, but I'm hoping to hearing about all the nonprofits. Hopefully they can support y'all in that mission. Where can we find you? What are the social media outlets, even for your nonprofits, if you want to give those? We'll link them all if they don't mention them here. So where can we find you guys on the internet? You can go to our website. It kind of has all of the information on our website. It's onelegacyrealestate.com. And then we're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. Just one legacy group on both Facebook and Instagram. Fabulous. That's great. Well, thank you guys for being on the show today. If you guys need real estate help, one legacy group. Yeah, there you go. That. <laughs> We'd be honored to help. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you so much. We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access for more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.